0: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, this series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hear that?
2: Today on the
0: Zabecast, talk about a dagger. John Rahm just got robbed of $1.6 million in broad daylight. Somebody call the cops. Better yet, PGA Tour, get a grip. The professor joins me today. Kevin Brandt, radio host, lead singer of a garage band, and yes, an actual professor of marketing. All that plus social media, D-Day, NBA, and more. Buckle up and let's go. Go! Oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go! Monday, June 7, 2021. Thank you for downloading. It is good to be back home. I just got back from the Outer Banks and boy, is my ass tired. Yes, about seven hours. In the old captain's chair, I threw a complete game. Let's call it two runs. Uh, there were some moments there. I was having trouble with the flow of traffic on I-64 coming out of Hampton Roads. And so I had to hit the brakes pretty hard a couple of times. And I got the exaggerated seat grab and the, oh, from from the misses in the, uh, in the shotgun seat. And she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. Like, that should never happen. You should be smooth enough and you should drive gently enough and give enough space that when you're with your family, you're never having to slam on the brakes short of, say, somebody, I don't know, losing a tire or something crazy like that. So that was a little bit bad. And then the heart-stopping moment of the ride home was when, I don't know what happened, but I think my knee knocked the stick shift of my Ram 2500 uh, of the Mobile Strike Studio. Uh, It knocked it into the manual shift mode. You know how you can knock it to the side and then you can go up and down if you want to, I don't know, play Mario Andretti in a Amazon delivery truck vehicle. I knocked it out, I think. And I start to coast. And then it's time to hit the gas. And I hit the gas. I'm like, what the, get the gas. Why? Why? Why is? Why is everything going down? Why is the tachometer going down to zero? It's not revving. There's no gas going to the engine. I'm like, oh my god, the car still ran. It didn't stall. It wasn't smoking, but it was like, it's not running. We are a long way from home, with me, wife, two daughters, and a dog on a blistering hot day, with nobody. My parents were not caravanning with us. Neither was my brother. We were all. It's like holy shit. Got to be kidding me. My luck with this van has not been good so far. Anyway, I coast to a stop on the side of the road. I put it in park. I then hit the gas again. Nothing. But the car is not dead per se. It's not throwing any real lights up there and I'm like, "All right, so I turn it off." And then the moment of truth. I sit there and I pause for a second. I take a deep swallow, and I'm like, please, God, start. Started right up. And I think that was some sort of karmic shout-out. Karmic shout-out? Karmic or cosmic? A cosmic shout-out. I think this is KB texting me. Uh, Okay, sounds good. All right, cool. I'm going to call him in just a second because I watched the Breaking Bad episode again on Netflix at the beach, just popped into a mid-season. I was like, ooh, this is a good one. of uh, When they almost got stuck out in the desert cooking meth because, well, spoiler alert, uh, Jesse had run the battery out by leaving the keys in the ignition. Maybe that was the cosmos going, huh, <laughs> how would you feel about this? But I think it was just what happened, and I talked. I, I called my man Rezert at... Rustero, Jeep, Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, Metro, all the names just blend together. You you know what I'm talking about, where I got the uh, beautiful Ram 1500 truck, which we did not not drive down. I wanted to drive it, but we had the dog, we had it in the crate, and blah, blah, blah. And I I called him, and I said, what do you think that was? Because my theory was that knocking it out of drive into auto shift and then not doing anything with the auto shift for about 30 seconds as I was coasting in light stop and go traffic. Somehow confused the uh, computer on board and just said, okay, I don't know what you're doing, you're not shifting, you're not putting any gas on, so I'm just going to shut the engine down. And maybe that was a safety thing. Rezer believes that might be the case as well. If you own such a vehicle, if you've had something like this happen before, let me know. But it was almost an absolute debacle. So yeah, drove the whole way, got pretty tired. You know, it's it's not very long. It's a five-hour drive. For people that drive a long way, and I am driving to Wisconsin in, two, in, in a week. End of the week, I'm coming up. Of course, I'm stopping halfway in Indianapolis, so it'll be eight hours to Indy, another four up to Wisconsin. Um, I'm not a good long-distance driver, so when I throw a complete game and I get the win, I feel pretty good about it, which I do feel pretty good. Good to be back. So I got home, got everything unpacked. And as soon as I got unpacked, I then got on the mower to knock out the back half of the property for two and a half hours because that had not been cut prior to me leaving. Who is my ass tired? I know. Oh, really hard. You sat on your ass all day. Well, I did, but I mean, I had to pay attention to what I was doing, had to do some modest amount of exercise. That's not exercise. Okay. It, it was not as easy as sitting on my ass. How about that? I would have liked to sit on my ass and watch the golf. Watch the non-John Rom Memorial, or maybe to see Lexi Thompson hey. cough up. K.B., my man. What's going on, my brother man? As you like to say. What
1: is going on with your bad self?
0: <laughs> I'm just recounting how I spent seven hours driving the van in the kids' home, and then another two and a half hours on the lawnmower all in one day i feel pretty <laughs> proud of myself and then the inner heckler said you sat on your ass for 10 hours whoopity do?"
1: you know what it's tiring <laughs> it, it, it does, was seriously I'll driving you, is tiring it's exhausting i don't bust anyone's balls yeah. for that
0: are you a good long distance driver
1: um not really i mean i am the last time i drove long distance we were going from milwaukee to destin florida Ooh. For spring break, and we Ooh. left at eight. At, we would leave at eight and about eight at night. Who's you know, who's you we? Through, who's we? My my myself, my wife, and my son. Okay, and uh, it was when he was in high school, and because uh, you know you got to get through Chicago. You got to you can't you got to yeah. miss the traffic in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, That's every fucking guy in Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, so my my wife and my son, you know, fall asleep. I'd go for about four hours, and then I'm. You know, I'm driving and I'm driving. And next thing I know, it's stop. It's three in the morning. We get gas. Next thing we're outside of Birmingham at 7 a.m. We're at a Waffle House with a woman who was a thalidomide baby and was hanging a cup off her stump. (laughs) And uh... so you did. (laughs) So you you
0: did. So you did the red eye family. And I said,
1: yes. Wow. And And I had six hours from Birmingham or something like that. And I said. Maybe five hours, something. And I go, fuck it, man. I am going. I am going. This is a quest. It is a quest. 17 and a half hours, I went straight through. Holy.
0: A 17 and a half hour complete game. That's impressive. See, I'm at the point now, KB, where I'm like Craig Council. I'll bullpen a trip if I need to. I might only go for an hour if I'm tired and then flip the keys to the wife and say, I need two good hours out of you, and then I'll get the last three. I'll bullpen the trip.
1: <laughs> I got no shame.
0: Because I don't want to fall asleep and kill the family.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Adderall helps. Well, but, um... I guess it does.
0: <laughs> so, All right. So anyway, and- the reason I'm calling today was, of course, the John Rom DQ, which, as I thought to myself yesterday uh, when it happened, and then today I go, who is my number one assistant coach on Team Reality That also knows and loves golf. And I said, ah, Kevin Brandt.
1: Ah, thank you.
0: What do you have to say about that, Mr. Fung?
1: (laughs) You know, this whole thing, you you can't believe anything about anything anymore, right? Because everything is seen through the lens of uh, whatever side of the tracks the news media is on. OK, so I can't you can't believe anything that's coming out about Fox. You can't believe anything that's coming out of the mainstream media. You sure the fuck can't believe anything that's coming off of Facebook. Oh, God. I mean, no. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg is an evil man, a, an, an evil, evil man. And uh, so when this ROM thing comes down, OK, and it was a contract tracing thing right? or a contact tracing thing, right? So when I saw this, the first thing I thought of is, well, that blows for this guy, right? Because he is um, losing $1.675 million. So then I go, okay, And now I started digging into it. And um, because, you know, Fauci gets grilled on Capitol Hill and no one says anything, the Walensky, or whatever the new CDC person is, and the end of April says, I fear impending doom. And then, you know, <laughs> cases are down
0: later, 80% since then. 80% four, yeah, since then.
1: Impending doom. And four weeks later says, No, we can go outside. <laughs> so I was trying to. So I'm just trying. All I'm trying to do so, is I'm just trying to. Here's what I don't know.
0: Here's what I don't... Okay, here's what I don't know, because I I couldn't read the stories about it because I knew it would trigger me. If he had been vaccinated, would he have been excluded from any sort of testing? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's the story. He would have been excluded because the contact tracing wouldn't apply because he would have been excluded because he was vaccinated. Well, that's a whole different scam. Oh, all of a sudden we're bribing people to get vaccinated. I can get two free brewer tickets. If I get vaccinated, what the fuck is that?
0: Well, well, yeah, exactly. In fact, somebody had the best tweet of all, which is next pandemic. I've learned my lesson. Hold out for the goodies when it comes to the vaccine
1: (laughs) vaccine. (laughs) You know what? You know what? That's the, the one thing about Twitter is, you know, that's a cesspool tool, cesspool as well. But you get good. There's
0: gem, oh, there's gems in there. there. Oh, there's there's gold in the pile of shit that does come out, and that one was I mean, a good one right there. So I caught a so, lot of.
1: Sh- I caught a, I caught a lot of shit for one one time because I don't remember what the natural disaster is, and I said, "When do concert tickets go on sale, and who's playing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's but, always. I mean, so. Oh, just, how dare you, you say that? Exactly. So yeah, Rom. I mean, like, so Rom. So so the two guys that were playing with Rom. Uh, I believe Scotty Scheffler and uh, the kid who won it, kid kid, Cantley. Cantley, I think, he said after the round, he goes, well, I've already had it, so I'm not worried. I'm sure I've got pretty robust antibodies. Scheffler said the same thing and then added, and I'm not going to talk about whether I've been vaccinated or not. But he, too, wasn't worried. Also, the tour officials who came up to tell him, Greenside. They touched him and got really close to him. So how scared
1: were they really about him being positive? You know, it's... Well, one. Guy, I did see one guy had a mask, okay? And... uh So what? You know, and Nance and those guys didn't know what was going on, so they thought, like his parents were killed or something like that oh, they sh- said you know it was something serious well they didn't say that but they're like oh my god this is serious well, right because yeah, he doubled over billion six
0: right uh, he yeah, doubled he over immediately the by the way was it wrong to do it right then and there they said because they didn't want him going in the media center they had to tell him right there did they have to well, they tell didn't him have to in tell full
1: him view? Okay. no they didn't have to tell him in full view Okay. they could have uh, was they it wrong company said you know everything is you know it's all virtue fucking signaling. you know? know we're sitting I'm sitting here watching the the bucks game, right? Yeah and uh, all of a sudden they say, hey, Milwaukee's gonna be open on June 1st, which is great. and the the first thing that people think is well why do they why do they project it out? Well, if you have businesses, they can't hire you know the businesses have to have employees. they need time to ramp up again yeah. so I get that. I get that. but they make the announcement and they say, Um, okay. You're going to be open on June 1st and then, but everyone's sitting six feet apart. You know, I never get the basketball thing. I'm going to sweat and spit all over you. But when I get to the side of the court, we have to sit six feet apart. And the only conclusion I can draw is that apparently hardwood floors kill the virus. (laughs) Because if you're on hardwood, (laughs) it just sweat. and The whole sports
0: world is all over the place. You know, the, the, the thing about ROM is this. First of all, I heard that I did hear that the cycle count on this PCR test was over 30 or 30, which is still too high. They said they can't right. find actual live virus beyond 18 or 19 cycles. That's number one. Number two, outdoor transmission. There's only been like two documented cases of it worldwide in the pandemic. Outdoor transmission is extremely rare, and asymptomatic yeah. transition is rare as well. There would have been options the tour had to say, okay, you know what, we're going to send him out in his own group at the end of the line because, yep. you know what, we don't think he's a danger. They could have done that. But this was bureaucrats, KB, who had set up an elaborate Definitely. set of rules and said, well, we set up all these rules. We can't just ignore the rules. Let's follow the rules and say, what a good job we did following our own arbitrary rules.
1: Well, hey, it's Jack's tournament, right? Jack had it, okay? So he wasn't in danger. And Barbara. And Barbara, so they're fine. Yeah, you You know know, what? Uh, I had the
0: sniffles, but Barbara had the shits. I mean, she was in bad shape. I did not go to that bathroom for quite a while.
1: Thank you, Jack. (laughs) You know, they could have, yeah, they could have pulled him off. They could have... They, he could have gone off alone they do it all the time. They do it in the mornings you know when they have an odd number they'll send the first guy off right you know with a, a so and they put a playing partner with him play him in, alone at the end here here's the, the ultimate
0: here's the ultimate question who who did this serve and is the tour happy with how it came about?
1: Uh, well I think I think who did it serve who did it um, serve
0: to the, protect? For whose benefit was this? It didn't
1: protect anyone.
0: Okay did it did it change the pandemic curve in the state of Ohio? No. Do you know how many do you know how many positive cases there were on Saturday in the entire state? Three hundred and twenty six. Yeah. So there was a one in thirty one thousand chance that you could get COVID, and John Rom got a hole in one on the same day. He hit the one in 31,000 lottery,
1: which is odds I can't even comprehend. Buy a lotto ticket. It's yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. So, but, you, you know, who did it serve? I mean, that's an entirely different question. Who did it serve? It served the tour because they got to be all pious. And look at us. We're saving humanity. We're we're not letting him you know, spread right. this evil virus around, you know, and the outdoor transmission thing is such bullshit. I looked up, because when I saw that, I started looking up some of these studies, and um, that, what's her name, Walensky or whatever it is, said, cited this number. You know, we've seen 10% of transmissions come from, less than 10% of transmissions come from outdoor, but they say 10%. Yeah, Yeah, they said less
0: than 10%, and what's the number? Well,
1: one-tenth of 1%, which is less than 10%. percent of 1%. Exactly. Well, I mean, she's not wrong. It's less than 10%. Such. And one of the studies that, well, here, one of the studies that they quoted, the 10% number, was like a a study where 95 people out of 10,000 contracted an outdoor transmission. You know where the 95 were? Where? On one fucking construction site in Singapore.
0: (laughs) Which I bet those uh, working conditions were not exactly the kind of thing they were building. And they were
1: building cement rooms. So they were in fucking cement rooms. So
0: they were, quote, outdoors, but they were really indoors inside cement rooms. Yeah, right. It's such bullshit. Uh, Do you see where Alameda County, California revised its death count from COVID down to 25%? They went through their their records and they go, yeah, you know, we we overcounted this by 25%. That's the amount they admitted to. There's probably more you could probably go, no, that's not a COVID death. No, that's not either.
1: Are they going to give the money back that they get? No. charting it as a COVID death? No.
0: No, they're not. So when is the tour going to say, you know what, now that everyone who wants a vaccine can get one, and now that the pandemic is to its lowest endemic level since we began testing, we're going to stop testing our players entirely, and it's up to the players if they feel that they need protection to get a vaccine or not. And we are done with this. I, when? I agree. I, when, I agree. KB? When will they do it? Why don't, and you're a man who knows business and organizations, why are businesses so hesitant to wrap things up?
1: Um, well, let's see. Uh, for purely, if I'm just speculating... Um, everyone likes to feed the beast. Okay. And look at me, I'm being safe and we're taking precautions because that's what was pounded into everyone right. for the last 16 months. Right. So fall in line, fall in line, fall in line. Uh, businesses, um, uh, are going to do it. Some of them because they're just brainwashed. Um, the others would be doing it because, right? well, for appearance or they might not want to be held liable. Either you know, if someone gets sick somewhere, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't think they, that's a. I don't
0: know. I don't think that's a lawsuit that would ever get any traction. But yeah, I think these companies do it because they are afraid of looking callous or looking indifferent. They don't want to appear. Someone would write an op-ed, and I know who it would be at the USA Today that that Yenta Christine Brennan saying the PGA <laughs> Tour has recklessly folded up their COVID unit and are no longer going to test their players. This is the kind of, wait for it, Neanderthal thinking, KB, (laughs) that we can't have.
1: Here, and this would not be a problem. I will state this for the record. This would not have been a problem if it weren't for social media because now social media and and the Karens rule the world. They do. Okay, so if someone and then people have gotten into this, what social media does is it's it's divided everybody to the point where everyone's tattling on everybody else. Right. Do you remember that when you were a kid? Don't be a tattletale. So my parents always said to me. Right. And so everyone and they can anonymously tattle on somebody. So it makes them feel good. So when you start doing that, everything spins out of control. So you have to go and and be hyper protective Mm. and it doesn't make any sense. Zabe, you told me this last year playing golf and I started doing it. I wasn't even thinking that way. When you go out to the golf course, I can't stand putting with the pin in, right? Oh, can't take the pin out. Can't take the pin out. And you said, what are they going to do? Come and pull you off the course? And I thought about that and I go, and I go, you know what? You're right. What are they going to do? So I'm out playing last, this might have been last August or something. And I'm playing and I got like an eight foot putt and I take the pin off. I take the pin out. And these get the guys that I'm looking, you're not supposed to take the pin out. I go, you just touched every fucking door handle in the pro shop. I'm taking the fucking pin out. If you don't want to touch it, don't touch it. Right. I'll take it out, I'll put it back it, in. See, that's I the thing. Care.
0: That's the thing. We we become a society of arbitrary rules enforcers. We're it's like give not us. not all of us. I don't do it, but a lot of people seem to be emboldened with oh good, I can be a quasi-brown shirt and tattle on people in real life and on social media and everything else. It's ridiculous. I'll Speaking give you, Yeah, go ahead.
1: I'll give you another I'll give you another great example and this happened. There was a friend of ours who uh made it a point. Because to this we go out to this place all the time, my wife and I do, and she had gone out to a party there and made it a point to go and take a picture of the bartender and send it back and said, so the bartender's not wearing a basket. And to a our reply basket? was, why are you fucking, why are you staying there? A basket? Well, you know, I, no, not wearing a mask here.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, I misheard
1: her. So you. it's like, you know, this place that you go to, they're not wearing a mask. And, and it's like, well, then why are you staying there?
0: So wait, your wife
1: was didn't like that? She wanted him to no, wear no, no, a mask? No, 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 no. a friend. Oh, oh, oh. oh There's a place right. that my wife and I go, and a friend went out of their way to tell us when they were there that the bartender wasn't wearing a mask. At which point it's like, well, then why are you still sitting there?
0: Yeah. That, that, to me, that's a uh, advertisement to go. I'm like, oh, yeah, good! If, They're if not wearing worried a mask. About it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm if definitely you're that gonna. About it. I'm gonna support that place. Hey, uh, on the social media front at the beach, uh, my sister Anne Marie is the social media manager for a trade association in DC, and boy, mm-hmm. did she have some strong opinions about just how bad some social media is. And by some, she means almost all of it. But she's got to deal with it because it's part of her job. She thinks yeah. it's a big pyramid scheme.
1: Oh yeah, it is. Sure, it is, and it all feeds to one of two places. It all goes to Google or or uh, Facebook because they own everything. I I, you know I started Instagram now. I know I started
0: the discussion by saying, "Do you think will come a point in which social media is no longer the thing? That its popularity will have faded? That it will have had its time in the sun?" And we're moving on. And there was a strong division around the table. Some said, I could see that. Others are like, no way. I think there's a chance eventually we get exhausted with it and
1: it becomes Myspace. Uh, Man, I don't know because the stuff that's popular out there is all driven by vanity. You know, it's all, you know, it's one of the mortal sins. It's one of the seven deadly sins. It's all vanity. I mean, look at all the influencers and people that want to take pictures of themselves. Okay. And, you know, that's, as long as they can continue to do that, if they find another place, they can do it. But what happens when everyone, what happens when this this generation,
0: uh, right. But what happens when this generation gets bored with social media in general?
1: They'll find something else.
0: Well, that's my point. That's my point. Maybe they'll find something less destructive, less inward-looking, less
1: narcissistic. They they're always going to find it. It's well, first of all, you gotta get to the understanding of the fact that it's not about sharing anything. It's about privacy invasion and selling your data. Okay. That that's what it is. Plain and simple. I mean, you know, when you think that why Facebook is worth, you know, a hundred billion or whatever the hell it is. I don't even know what it is. Trillion dollars. Well, it's not because of the sidebar ads in Facebook marketplace. Okay. That's, right. not, that's, that's not how they're generating the revenue. And people are, they're so, um, it's their claim to fame. And this is the, this is the God's honest truth. I mean, there are people that will pull posts down if they don't get enough likes oh, no, because I've, they feel yeah. it reflects badly on them. Right.
0: But my uh, my my daughter to... my daughter taught me about shit posts. I said, "What's a shit post? You ever heard of that?"
1: Huh.
0: It's a intentionally bad Instagram post that is almost like a inside joke amongst friends, where they really? they purposely they they try to make a bad one that's not creative that doesn't look good. <laughs> it's a shit post. Now I learned about Finsta accounts as well, fake Instagram right. accounts. I'm like, holy shit about that. So I was trying to get my Instagram game up at the beach by posting some stuff on Instagram, not on Twitter. And so I took these lovely photographs with my expensive Sony camera in the proper landscape orientation, KB, and I promptly uploaded them to Instagram. And I started looking at them like, wait a minute. The framing is all wrong. The dog is, is cut off halfway. I'm like, what the fuck? They chop your photos into square. They don't give you the choice. They're just like, Nope, we're going to chop them into squares and you're going to like it. And so I'm like, okay, what other features do I need to know about that? Instagram does not let you do. And I started asking questions like, how come when you're looking at somebody's, you know, feed or whatever, the posts are not in chronological order. Because that would seem to make sense to me. What's the latest Instagram post from, say, Aaron Rodgers? Somebody at the table had a good answer. They said because they want the the algorithm and Instagram wants to see which photos you gravitate toward to further cultivate yeah, so they- feeding you your preference. Therefore, they don't put them in order. And I go,
1: ah-ha-ha, Aha, you, you're good, Right? and then they can yeah and then they, that's how they push the ads again you know? sure. right i and,
0: mean and and then there was a thing where they my sister said well you cannot put your website in your tag on a post an outside no, website you have
1: to put it in your yeah you can't
0: and i said why wouldn't they allow that feature and the answer they everyone at the table thought was that they don't they want to close off as many off ramps to instagram yep. as possible they want to keep you there there was another That's I always say, yeah there was another you see feature link in yeah. bio right link in the bio there was another feature that seemed like an obvious one that even my daughter said well everyone's complaining about they don't allow this on Instagram and i said okay let's think about this it would be easy to fix everyone wants it why don't they allow it and I don't—I I can't remember what it was, but it was something. Donald I'm like, it's about control. Yeah, it is about control.
3: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles, it's your rental car down Memory Lane, and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined, and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor; you're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard, Vanguard Marketing Corporation distributor For the one standing guard, for the eagle-eyed,
2: for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call clickgranger.com/slash safety or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something, something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, my bookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1 but you know they're the better team, you know they're gonna come back, but suddenly the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Uh, I was hot in Milwaukee this weekend. Is it ever too early to be, quote, too hot in Wisconsin?
1: Oh, I love it. I love every degree. I, I can't stand the cold. <laughs> so I played golf. I played golf today. Um, it was 93. Didn't Woo-hoo! bother me. Drink a lot of water. And you know you're fine. I've played out in Arizona. It's been 106.
0: Isn't it rare you though, know, KB, for it to get up in the 90s in early June in yeah Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, I think is as we were setting records all week.
0: Okay, so it's never too but, early uh, to be too
1: hot. Not for no, you. It's never too. Okay. No, I could. I'll take hot. You know, every single day of the year, without mm. a doubt. Hey, on D-Day yeah, anniversary, the, in the
0: on D-Day's anniversary, I want to get your take on best war movies
1: ever. Go. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, the best war movie. You know what I've always liked? Um, I've, I've liked some of the older ones. Um, I think you got to take a look at it. You know, saving Private Ryan is probably going to be, when it comes to D Day movies, that's going to be the gold standard, don't you think? Pretty darn close.
0: I would say so, just for I like its going back to gritty Kelly. realism of, like, the realism of the landing, what, what faced the troops, the first ones out of the boats on D Day. Holy shit.
1: Well, I'm about
0: that. Oh, damn, your phone. Can you and shake your phone, phone? I think it's um, got some. I think it's got some. Kid. Shake your phone. I think it's got some swimming pool water in it. Just give it a big shake there. Okay. okay. All right, now we're back. All, All right, right. go ahead. Yeah, it's better okay. now. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I hate cell phones. They're the worst. And the reason I asked KB to be on the phone tonight was because I knew that a digital connection AT- would have been just as bad.
1: You know, go on. And-
0: All right, hang up. I'm gonna hang up. And call no, you right back. Stand by, stand by, stand by, stand by. I just gotta finish this right here. Uh, don't worry. I'll let this shit out. I'll actually do some editing tonight. Why not? Do a little bit of editing. Let's try this again here, everybody. Calm down, everybody. Calm down, everybody. Calm. Did did I did I edit that? No, I didn't edit that. You're just gonna be listening to this right now. Fucking cell phones are the worst, man. And I know he does not have a home phone. I'm pretty damn sure of that. There we go. Is that better? Uh, for the moment, yeah, for the moment. So anyway, saving Private Ryan. Apocalypse Now, Black Hawk Down amongst the uh, more modern movies. I like The Patriot with Mel Gibson because they had a very graphic portrayal of what it would be like to have your leg blown clean off by a rolling cannonball.
1: Um, The Patriot was good. The one that I think, I always think of World War II movies, you know, that's when you think of war movies. Um, Apocalypse Now is fantastic. That's just a great piece of film. Right. Um, but I would have to say for war movies, when it comes to um, you know, the the golden age of Hollywood, uh, I push all in on the longest day.
0: Okay. I'm I mean, trying that's to look right there. I'm trying to look Anything here on with this Henry list. Fonda in this. Yeah, okay. Uh, some of these I've not heard before. Like apparently, according to Vulture.com, Ran. Was the was the best war movie of all time in 1985?
1: Was that from the Japanese side of things? Yes. Yeah, I mean there are some interesting, interesting ones. There one one that's pretty pretty good is uh, Flags of Our Fathers. Isn't bad. Okay. An interesting thing about that is that was written by the son of John Bradley, who was one of the guys that raised Iwo Jima the flag at Iwo Jima okay well anyway here's he's from my hometown he was from my hometown and his son Tom he and I were locker partners in high school you know all through high school and my sister lived in their house bought their house but he never talked about Iwo Jima and they knew he was one of the flag raisers never talked about it the all the kids in the family knew that when someone called around this time dad's out fishing Never talked about it. And when they when he died and they were cleaning out his stuff in his office, they found a box in the back of a closet that had all of this collected articles and wow. everything about all the guys that he was with. And then the son wrote a book and called it Flags of Our Fathers, which isn't bad. It's pretty good. The book is outstanding.
0: That is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. T- tell me if you've seen these. Deer Hunter? Yep. done so out. done
1: <laughs> It's fucking crazy. Oh, uh, Patton. Yeah. Yep. George C. Scott. Yep.
0: yep. Okay. Platoon. Yep. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. That was from 1930.
1: Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Full Metal uh, Jacket. Uh, yeah. This is my rifle. This is my gun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How about Bridge over River Kwai?
1: Yeah. That that moved kind of slow, but yeah, it did a... move
0: slow. I saw that once. Inglorious Bastards. Quentin Tarantino. You know,
1: I haven't seen that yet, but I wouldn't qualify a Tarantino movie as a war
0: movie. I know. Das Boot.
1: Uh, yeah, I did see that, as a matter of fact.
0: Uh, Dunkirk.
1: Yes, I just saw Dunkirk. I Not thought it ago.
0: was overrated.
1: I thought it was overrated, but I thought it was good. I mean, very r- realistic in the sense of peri- for a period piece.
0: Right. They The, the director actually got the vintage warplanes and mounted these elaborate rigs to be able to shoot from the fuselage of those planes and stabilize really? the footage. Yeah, I saw how they did it. You know, in an age of CGI, they went the extra mile to make that really realistic. What about 1917, the World War One movie about trench warfare that was a one, they did like one long
1: shot yep, that for a was, huge uh, part of the movie. That was outstanding as well. I, I like that quite a bit. Um, then you got into the ones that were, there were storylines that may not have been real like the dirty dozen. Okay. Um, I loved uh, Kelly's hero is Kelly's heroes is another good one. Yeah. I mean, telly Savalas, you know, you get, you get him, Ernie Borgnine. some of those old, you know uh, the big red one is, not, is yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, well, I, it, it kind of came and went, I kind of, I looked up at my computer when you said, uh, the anniversary of, of D-Day and I'm like, oh my God, it is. So I know what I have to do tonight. i have to go downstairs and watch more movies.
0: <laughs> okay. Done and done. I'll let you go. I'll let you go to it. All right, buddy. I'll All talk right, to you on Tuesday on the radio. Thank you. Sounds good. Zay. There Bye. you go. All right. Kevin Brandt, uh, a man of many talents. Many talents. Radio host, lead singer, and front man for KB and the Dungarees. And yes, actual professor of marketing, copywriting, and content ideation. I watched a lot of hockey while I was on vacation. And I enjoyed the living shit out of it. And it's weird because, you know, my capitals are out of it. And it'd be easy for me to go, well, I don't care who, who wins this series or not. But it dawned on me one of the reasons why I typically... When I'm home and I'm grinding through the week and doing shows, why I don't sit down and watch an entire hockey game is that it's not a very productive use of my time. In other words, if I spend two hours plus watching the Avalanche versus the Golden Knights, what actionable material can I use then the next day on my radio show or on my podcast? Not very much. Hockey does not translate very well to sports radio because... It's it's there's no real plays that win or lose the game. There are goals of course that can win or lose the game, but it's one big flowing series of chances. And there's a lot of luck involved as well. There's very few stats that people can grab onto and use in their arguments to fuel a good sports radio topic. Now, this does not mean that in cities with hockey teams that are that are their fierce loyal fans that there's not hockey talk In those markets. There are. And it's intelligent hockey talk. But in general, it's not as easy to grasp. And most people have not played the game. I did not play the game at any organized level, ice hockey, until I was an adult. And at the lowest of low levels. I mean, we're talking, you know, rec league, adult ice hockey, C league or lower. Or D league if they had it. It was just, okay, here's a bunch of old men that want to try to play ice hockey. Let them play. I did win a championship with the mighty old Ducks, but then again, I didn't really have much to do with it, but it was a fun year. I did play street hockey growing up, and it was me that organized and basically begged people to come play. And I played floor hockey in college intramurals at UC Santa Barbara, which I should probably talk about with Scott Lynn later on this week, because I think he'd appreciate it, him being a big floor hockey guy. I have loved hockey, and I have played some form of it. Street hockey, floor hockey, rudimentary ice hockey, that I know more than just enough to be dangerous. The reason I watch the hockey playoffs is the game is so good. It's so fast. The the hitting is so intense. When there's a one-goal game either way in a building full of fans, which thankfully every city now, save for the Canadian ones, who are fucking wasting their time. What are you doing, Canada? Seriously, what are you doing? Every building is now full, and it is electric. Watching the Islanders-Bruins series was chef's kiss. Fantastic. Watch a lot of the NBA. I'm not going to talk about it here. I will talk about it, though, on my morning show on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. If you live there, please tune in. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. local time. If you don't, you can get it through the iHeartRadio app. Look for 97.3 The Game and look for my name. Uh, the Bucks had it handed to him a platter. 46 seconds in and James Harden goes out with a hamstring. Not sure how long he's going to be out, but that game had to be won and they blew it in a big way. Giannis had a big night statistically, but otherwise they shot like blind men from outside the field. Uh, From, you know, from three-point range. And so now they've got to win four out of six against a very good team, even without James Harden, which is going to be tough. Game two is tonight on Monday, and we will have a full recap tomorrow. Okay, that's about it for me. I've done enough tonight. Thank you very much for downloading. It's good to be back home safe. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Got a big week coming up. And then Friday, after my show Friday morning, I'm gassing up the Mobile Strike Studio, pointing it northwest, heading to Wisconsin for two weeks. And I'm going to drive that Mobile Strike Studio over hither and yon, to and fro, all over the state. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait to do it. So I will see you guys up there by the end of this week. Thanks for listening. Tell a couple friends. Have a good Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, my bookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.